Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Learn to Lead podcast brought to you by Ability, an experiential learning company based in beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Matthew Confer, and today on the show, we have Liz Kislik, who is a frequent contributor to the Harvard Business Review and to Forbes. She is also the author of the Workplace Wisdom blog and has taught at Hofstra University and New York University. Thanks so much for joining us today, Liz. I'm so glad to be with you. I'm going to kick us off with a recent article that you wrote for Forbes that described a magic ingredient for leaders' success. Can you start us off by telling us what that magic ingredient is and how leaders can cultivate it? Sure. Uh, This comes from a book by Marilyn Gist, and the magic ingredient is humility. And it's so important because we've all had the unfortunate experience of working for a leader who thought it was about them. (laughs) And whenever that's the case, and when the leader's ego takes up too much room, it's actually harder to get the work done. And that's true whether you're talking process stuff or collaboration, the leader needs to know how to step back and have the work be what's important. I want to dive in a little bit more to that. And and I almost want to start by talking a little bit about your origin story. How did you originally get so interested broadly in maybe the topic of leadership development and, and maybe more functionally? What was the process that you took, for lack of a better way to describe it, to kind of find your why and figure out that this is what you wanted to do and talk and write about? I guess they're intertwined. I really didn't like it when stuff wasn't getting done well. Hmm. (laughs) It would frustrate me and I would be upset if things didn't go well. And That was true. Maybe it's a birth order issue. I'm an eldest child. Maybe it is just, you know, feeling responsible for things. Uh, But as early as classroom kinds of experiences as as a little kid, I can remember wanting things to go well and wondering how I could make them do that, Hmm. make things better. In my own... (laughs) Uh, journey to leadership development, you know, most of this stuff happens kind of haphazardly and by luck, good luck and bad luck. I didn't like um, when things weren't getting done. So I would often volunteer or step up um, to take on more responsibility And that led to a couple of things. One was learning that you can overload yourself and burn out and not do as well as you should. And the other is learning that it is not natural to everybody to be willing to make hard decisions or have tough conversations. Those things take practice. They're very challenging and many people shy away from them. 
I want to talk a little bit more about those hard conversations. And, and you've done an extensive amount of work with leaders over the years. And I know we hit on humility to kick it off. But if I was going to throw a hypothetical at you personally, and, and you were just about to start working with a brand new leader, and you could give them one or two traits, we'll obviously throw humility in there. What other sort of traits should current and future leaders be looking to cultivate? And if you want to take it a step further, how would you suggest that they do that? Okay, that is a very big question. The first thing I would say is that, in fact, when I'm working with a new leader, I would never presume to tell them what traits were necessary or which ones they needed more of. I don't actually think that's helpful. I think the thing that's helpful is to find out what's working for them and what's not working for them. And some of that is by asking them and some of it's by observing them. And sometimes you get the opportunity uh, to actually find out from their colleagues and subordinates and their own leaders what works and what doesn't work for them. And from that exploration, then you can think about ways to help them see what would work better for them. I think in general, blank, blanket statements about what somebody needs, those can be really off-putting, you know? Um, then, then it feels like you're making a judgment that the person is not adequate the way they are. And they may, in fact, not be skillful enough. But most people, not everybody, but most people really want to do well, really want to make success for everybody. And so starting off by telling them that they're not good enough is, is rarely helpful. Hmm. I don't think that was exactly where you were going, but that's that's a broad thing for me. And separating from that, if I were to think about what are the traits that I look for, or I'm going to call them practices, in fact, because I'm much less concerned about what someone is naturally equipped with than what they are willing to work at. Because, you know, we can't all be gifted in everything. And... Most of us are really gifted in only a few things, but practice and diligence and sincere effort really go a long way to upping our game. So things that I would look for and, and want to work with leaders on have to do with a kind of curiosity, which is probably the most important thing to me, to be able to ask questions about why things are, whether they're good or bad. Because just taking things as they are means we don't learn so much. And being able to question even what's good, not to find fault with it, but to learn about how it happened, I think that's crucial. So that's, that's probably one of the first. And the second thing, as a kind of underlying support for almost everything else, is actually compassion. Because any leader who does not care about other people ends up making 
inaccurate decisions, implementing them poorly, and often having loads of trouble, loads of trouble because employees don't want to stay, customers are dissatisfied, etc. Hmm. So wondering about how things got to be they, the way they are and what could be better, absolutely crucial. And caring about the people who are involved every step along the way and from every side. Hmm. Those two things, if you've got those, you can learn most other stuff. I really like that answer, the way you turned it around and the way you structured it. And it made me think of something that you said there that really resonated, which is, you know, asking what is working for you and what isn't working for you. If I almost presented the same question to you, but framed it in a different way, what do you wish you knew about this industry when you started out? We're all on this process of learning and personal discovery. What do you wish you knew about the field or maybe even about yourself as a leader when you started out on your journey? I think I'm laughing because... What I wish I knew for myself is that you can screw things up and redeem yourself and keep going. Because when you're young and new to leadership, you're so terrified of screwing up. I mean, you carry some of that with you because this goes back to the humility issue. The more responsibility you have, you have to be conscious that there's more damage you can do if things go wrong to people, to organizations, et cetera. So I'm not saying that the fear all goes away, but knowing in the beginning that people really have a lot of tolerance, you know, and if you apologize sincerely and work to do better, most of them forgive you when you mess things up. And you can even forgive yourself as you see that you can overcome certain hurdles. So I think that's what I wish I would have known instead of you know self-torturing so much. Well, I've had the pleasure of asking a lot of our guests a similar variant of that question. And I've heard that tenor or that theme before. And I really like the way that you structured it. And it definitely resonates with me as something that I would probably tell my younger self. And I want to take the conversation in a slightly different direction because a question that we get frequently from listeners talks specifically about productivity and how individuals can manage the requirements on their plate and, and thrive in those environments. And a post that you did on your blog that drew a lot of attention and it caught my attention as well was focused on handling a rising workload as you move up at an organization. Can you talk a little bit about how individuals can juggle more and more priorities and responsibilities in a successful manner as they move up at an organization? Sure, I'll talk in pretty general terms to start and then you can decide if you want anything more specific. Um, the first thing is making sure you actually understand what your new responsibilities are. What are you there to do? Why were you put in this job? And that kind of clarity is often hard to get. 
but going back to whoever your leader is and having a real dialogue about it and making sure that the two of you are on the same page so that you can go forward with a kind of confidence about what the accomplishments need to be. Because without that sense of scope, it's very hard to figure out how to apply your energies against it. So that's kind of a baseline thing. But then for all leaders who are moving up, one of the most important things is to figure out how to share the load. Because there are ways in which you never get to let go of things you were considered expert at or responsible for before. You know, people remember that you were the one who had the magic answers in a certain area and, and they tend to come back to you. So it is unbelievably important to engage your team. And that may actually be two teams if you're leaving your old team and going to a new team, or it may be just that you have the same team. But either way, it's being clear with people about what you'll be working on now and what your responsibilities are and the ways in which you hope and wish to work with them so that they can step up to handle more responsibilities as well. Hmm. And that requires a combination of understanding what their work is and being clear with them about what you expect and also being clear with them that it's not like you're flipping a switch and expecting them to be different today. I've been moved. So now all of a sudden your job is different. That's not very helpful, but understanding that there is a process that you'll go to go through together to reevaluate what the work is and the best ways to share it out. Some of that is delegation, some of that's assignment, some of that's collaboration and figuring it out together. But it's about really engaging the team and not just thinking, oh, there's more for me to do. Hmm. I really appreciate the way that you kind of structure it for the individual, but then also how the individual can communicate with their team. And one thing that becomes really clear when you parse some of the work that you do, that there's a through line about leadership more broadly, but then leadership through the individual and what we can all do to be better leaders and then be led better. I wanted to close before flipping to our final two rapid fire questions by just asking you a question about what you're the most curious about right now. It can be in your space. It can be outside your space. It can be something that we've already hit on or something that you maybe have planned for a future article. Given where we are in the world and where we are in this conversation, obviously being a shorter conversation, what are you the most curious about going forward in the field of leadership or outside of that field? Right now, I'm really curious about how you change minds about how you get people to be willing to consider an opinion other than the one they already hold. And I think there's a lot written on this. I think the practice is harder 
than we give it credit for and, and takes more application, you know? And so I'm really curious about trying to figure out not only if there's a good methodology for it, but if it can be applied consistently to lots of different kinds of people. I love that. And I think it's a perfect space to, to shift to our final two rapid fire questions that I get to ask all guests. And I'm really curious about your answers. And question number one is this, if you could describe your personal leadership style in one word, what would that word be? I, I have to say, I think it would be questioning. Hmm. My, my clients comment a lot about the questions I ask them. And sometimes they're because I want to know something. And sometimes it's because I'm actively leading the witness. Um, but I think I have a questioning style. I love it. And the final rapid fire question is this, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? I think, and, and this is really in regard to my work, and it comes from the owner of uh, the company I worked for before I went out on my own. And I was surprised when he told me this, and I didn't believe him in the beginning, but boy, as it turned out to be true, you really have to treat everybody as the individual they are. Sometimes you need consistency, you may need rules that apply generally, but in interacting with people, you have to recognize that everybody is an individual and they need something different. Well, treating people as an individual is a wonderful spot to close us out. Thank you so much for joining us today. Where can our listeners find out more about you? Uh, best place is my website. That's www.lizkislik.com. L-I-Z-K-I-S as in Sam, L-I-K. Uh, and there, Matt, if they're interested, there's a free ebook on the interpersonal aspects of conflict at work that may be useful to some of your listeners um, and loads of written material about all kinds of workplace subjects and my TEDx is there. And they can also find me, of course, on LinkedIn and Twitter. Perfect. Well, thank you for all the great insight and thanks to all our great listeners for joining us. If you enjoyed today's show, we would love a rating and review in your podcast app of choice. And we truly appreciate it when you share our show with your network. You can find me on social media at Matthew Confer. You can find our show on Instagram at learn to lead podcast, and you can find our organization ability at ability.com. Be sure to subscribe so that you get our next episode. And I want to thank all of you for joining us on the Learn to Lead podcast. Mm -hmm.